Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we'll be looking again at 1 Corinthians 13 in verse 4. We started last week with charity uh, envieth not, and we will continue this week. This is charity envieth not part two. And I want to remind us of the definition that I'm using concerning love. It involves both the heart and the mind. It involves the, the depths of the soul. It is, it is what God works in us as God puts his love, his kind of love in us. And it comes out of us in a very active way. Our commitment to do right by those around us. That includes our commitment to do right by God. Because he's around us, and it recu- re- involves our commitment to do right by our neighbor, our brothers, and our sisters. That's the definition we're using. That's the definition defined for us in the scriptures. And we've looked at envy a little bit and said that envy is uh, different from but includes the words covetousness and jealousy. And I define covetousness last week as an inordinate desire to possess that which does not belong to you and uh, covetousness as I was talking to brother JC even last night is idolatry according to the scriptures and then jealousy jealousy differing again from uh, from envy uh, may be defined as a uh, a person possessing something um, that you want and that you are um, desirous of and that you uh, begin to have unkind thoughts, unkind actions toward that individual's because you're desirous of what he has. And that not only includes what he may possess, but the position that he holds or the favor that he holds among others in the assembly. Jealousy resents the fact that someone is favored above them. And that brings us to envy, and I defined envy as a burning resentfulness directed toward the prosperity of another. And then Uh, I said that envy uh, flows out of a root of discontentment and dissatisfaction with one's present situation. Looking at ourselves and very discontent, very dissatisfied looking at others and envying them for what they have or the position that they hold. In contrast to envy, love does not become angry at the prosperity of another individual. Love does not resent the fact that others are blessed and with a greater measure than you are blessed with. Instead, love rejoices, as we looked last week and saw that love uh, rejoices with those that rejoice, weeps with those that weep. And uh, and then we saw last week and we ended... Uh, our uh, text in using Numbers 11 as Moses, as Joshua uh, warned Moses that somebody else was prophesying and and Moses said, are you envying me for their sake? You know, I would all the God's people were in, uh, were prophesying. 
And, um, and then we look at Genesis chapter 26, uh, where God blessed uh, Jacob, and, or Isaac, I mean, and the Philistines envied him. That was the first mention of the word envy. And because they envied him, remember what they did? They went about stopping up all the water wells. They went about trying to destroy his prosperity and the blessings of God. Of course, they couldn't because it was the blessings of God. And so in the end, uh, as we discussed a little bit last week, uh, Isaac and his servants just dug new wells and went on with their life, went on with their life. And uh, this morning we want to pick up on the second mention of envy in the book of Genesis. And so we'll start out Genesis chapter 30. In Genesis chapter 30, and we will read verse 1. It goes, actually goes back to chapter 29, and we'll look at that. In fact, why don't we do that? Why don't we start in Genesis 29 and verse 31, and we'll leave off reading in verse 1 of chapter 30. Genesis 29 31 says, When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Okay? And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. Or she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And uh, verse 33, And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore uh, was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. First three sons she kept hoping her situation would change with her husband. It never did. Till the end, I believe. Uh, Jacob was buried next to Leah and not Rachel. But her, never, her situation never changed. And on the fourth son, she stopped looking for her situation to change and began praising God. Judah means that God be praised or praise God. Okay? And... And she began to rejoice in God and what God was doing in her life. God had given her four sons. And verse 30 opens up, or chapter 30 opens up, And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no son, or no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. When, when Rachel saw that Leah bore four sons, uh, she envied her sister. This is an expression of envy on the basis of social status. If you were an Israelite and you had sons, uh, you had a place of status in society. And uh, Jacob's going to have 12 before it's over with. Uh, but you were recognized as being blessed of God. Uh, they recognized children to be a blessing of God. And 
And when you were blessed of God and others weren't, they could either rejoice with you over your blessing or, as Rachel did, envy and hate and despise the blessings of God that you enjoyed that they didn't. And so Leah, blessed of God with children, I I wish this nation would come back to the place where children were a blessing. But we left off that attitude when abortion came in. And uh, long before that, people were already thinking that children were no longer a blessing. If children ever become, uh, in the eyes of, of this nation again, a blessing from God, a lot of things will change in this nation. They ought certainly to be a blessing from God in the hearts and minds of God's people. But Rachel was barren. And in her society, that indicated to everyone that she was not blessed of God. And the scripture text shows that to be the case. God blessed, uh, uh, opened the womb of, 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 of Leah and barren, and Rachel was left barren, and that owed to God. God was working something here. So Rachel's envy sprang from Leah's prosperity, and Rachel was grieved over the prosperity of Leah. And Rachel did not remember or was not able to remember or did not see that Leah's prosperity was a direct result of God blessing her. And sometimes this is what happens when we have trouble loving our brothers and sisters. We do not see that where they are at is because God has done something for them. And we don't rejoice in what God has done. We are angry or something like that develops. Rachel's envy caused her to desire children. Give me children or I die. This shows her discontentment. How come she didn't say, give me a child? Why would she not be content with one child? Well, you know why. Because Leah's got four. And so it's not, I want a child, but I want children. That's the first indication uh, into her heart, into her mind here. Rachel had children, or Leah had children, and Rachel didn't. And a child would not have been enough to satisfy that envy. Rachel's envy caused her to forget that children come from the Lord. Remember the scripture says, children are a heritage of the Lord. And she did instead, instead of turning to the Lord, she turned to her husband. You give me children. What's he going to do? He can't produce children unless God does something. And that's his answer. I mean, later on, Jacob's anger uh, anger was kindled, verse 2, against Rachel and said, Am I in God's stead? You understand? If you have a child, God did something to bless you. God did something here. And we get that thing settled down to just something biological and we've missed something. 
We've missed something. And, and Rachel's missing something. He, she says to her husband, give me children. And, and I know that this verse has been applied to give me children or I die as, as praying to God for souls. And I'm not going to argue with you on that, but I'm a, that's a long ways from where this text is, okay? <laughs> Why don't you say, give me, give me, give me souls or I die? But it's a long way because she is asking her husband for what only God can give. God opened Leah's womb. And God blessed Leah with four sons. The envious will not always, uh, will almost always turn to fleshly means to try to get what others have from God. And try to turn what they don't have into something that looks like but is not similar to what God has blessed others. So it's going on in a lot of Baptist churches. A lot of evangelical churches. They look at large congregations. They want it. They envy it. They desire it. And instead of praying and seeking God's face and waiting on the Lord for God to do something, they turn to fleshly means to accomplish building a church. You know, some of you may not know the name, but back in the 70s, there was a man among independent fundamental Baptists uh, that was named Jack Hiles. He ran with another guy named John R. Rice. If you don't know those names, fine. I'm not, I, I don't recommend them, all right? <laughs> now, that's on tape. So, But I went to two of his pastor's conferences, Jack Hiles. And both years, he said the same thing. He said, we have to get more coming in the front door than go out the back door. That's what he said. And the first time he said it, I thought to myself, and I'm, 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 I'm a two or three years old in the Lord, I said, surely he can't mean that. And what do I know? I, you know? I mean, he's got the degree, I don't. He's got a Bible college associated with his church, what I don't. You know, I'm just a high school educated young convert here, I don't know anything. And, but he, we got to get, and I thought, something's wrong with that. Next year I went back, I thought, well, maybe he misspoke, and the same thing was said, and I said, that's it. I'm out of here. I don't know anything about doctrine much, but I know that that's not true. And I don't want to sit under the voice of a man that's lying to me about how to build a church. Everybody in the country was going to up to Hammond, Indiana to learn how to build a church. going on in our country still today still today Rachel turns to physical means you give me a child you give me children she doesn't pray and fast and seek the Lord's face for a blessing that only God could bestow upon her she's not doing that she's envious she's caught up with discontentment, dissatisfaction, and she's blaming her sister for her attitude, and she's blaming her husband for her lack, and it's all about what everybody else is around us that's wrong, and she's the one that's wrong, and can't see it, or won't see it. So Rachel's envy 
caused her to think and speak evil of, 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 speak an evil not only against her husband, but speak an evil against herself. You give me children or I'm going to die. Life and death is in the hand of God. You give me children or I'm going to take my life. No. No. God's people might struggle a little bit in that area with some time to time with some discouragement, but in the end they said, no, that belongs to God and not me, not me. And so envy brings a division and strife in this family, and it remains there throughout all the history of, of, uh, of these two women married to this man, there is nothing but strife and conflict. One trying to win the favor of a husband, the other trying to get children. And in the end, dies bitter. And what happens when Rachel dies having Benjamin? She calls him Benami, right? And, she, and her husband changes the name. She's just, she still, she dies a bitter, broken, discontent woman. And uh, Jacob, when he comes to die, gets married, gets buried next to Leah. There is something about that in the scriptures that is very telling. The next reference to envy in the book of Genesis is Genesis 37. Let's go over there and take a look at that. If you haven't read the book of Genesis lately, I encourage you. Uh, if you started in the beginning of the year going through Genesis, you should be well on your way past that. Unless you got stumbled up in Leviticus or Numbers or something like that. <laughs> if you did, just keep reading, brethren. Press through those hard-to-read things. There's a nugget in there somewhere. And if you don't know where it's at, ask God to give you a little nugget of something as you wade chest deep through all those laws, okay? And all that sacrificing. There's something there uh, for you uh, in those books. Wait till you get to First Chronicles, the eight chapter of names. <laughs> I encourage you, press on, keep reading. Genesis 37, verse 11. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. This is in reference to Joseph. In the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 9, when Stephen is preaching to the Jews that will eventually uh, kill him, stone him, the first martyr of, in the age of grace was Stephen. In Acts chapter 7 and verse 9, Stephen says, And the patriarchs, speaking of the eleven, uh, moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. But God was with him. Moved with envy. Their selling of their brother into slavery wasn't, was a result of the fact that they envied him. Joseph was loved of his father. He was favored of his father. And he was blessed of God to have an intimate fellowship with and communion with God that the rest of them 
including his father, did not have. God showed him things that were going to happen. God revealed to him what God was going to do with his life. And as a result of that, those dreams were where his brothers bowed down to him. And then that dream where even his mother and his father bowed down to him. As a result of that, they hated him. And even his brothers hated him and his fathers, it says, observed. He didn't, he loved his son, but he was mulling over what God, what is God saying to my son? And so hatred is in the heart of his 11 brothers. He's loved by his father more than he's loved by, uh, the, by than his father loves the rest of his children. And God has bestowed a blessing upon him that is greater than anyone else in the family has. And in chapter 37, verse 3, the scripture says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than his children. And so we see Israel bestowed upon Joseph a greater love than he did upon his other sons. And, and I have read in a, a lot of books about this, uh, not a lot, I have read some stuff on this and where uh, they, um, they say the problem that came into this family was because Joseph wasn't more equitable. Or uh, that is, uh, uh, Jacob wasn't more equitable with his children. Uh, I, by the way, I don't agree with that, but that's, that's, God is doing something here that is extraordinary. And if you look at this from the perspective of the world, you're going to miss something here. It's like Moses was a favored child. God was doing something extraordinary. God favored him with things that the rest didn't have. Uh, this is the case with Joseph. And I know we want to be as equitable as we can with our children. And, uh, but here in the scripture, God is not um, charging Jacob with sin and with failure. He is simply stating the facts. And part of that is God is favoring him in a way that is really special. And because Israel or Jacob uh, loved him, he bestowed upon him a, a coat of many colors. He blessed him physical things and set him apart from all the rest as though he were the favored son. Verse, 30, uh, verse 5, 37.5, 5, Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and they hated him yet the more. Joseph dreamed a dream. This is from God. This is God communicating to him in, a, in an extraordinary way. And it caused his brothers to hate him even more. Uh, verse 4 and 5, when his brethren saw his father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And then he dreamed a dream and they hated him the more. And so we have hatred being built up in this family. And then when they sell him, it's because of envy. It's because of envy. They hated him so much that they envied what God was doing. And such a powerful, powerful sin envy is that it moved his brothers to sell him into slavery. 
They were going to kill him. But uh, one of them intervened and they sold him into slavery. And you know the rest of the story. All of that is because God is favoring him because God's going to save uh, many nations, including Israel, at that time 70-something, 76 or so uh, souls. Uh, God's going to save them from a famine. So behind all of it, God is working all things together for good, but nonetheless, the root of it is envy and hatred. And even at the end, after Israel dies, and the brothers are fearful that Joseph is going to do something bad against them because of what they did bad against him, he says, you meant it for evil. There's no question about that. He didn't sugarcoat it. What you did, you did out of evil intent. But God intended it for good, as you see today. And so, didn't sugarcoat it. He said, you didn't say, well, no, that's okay, guys. It's, it's all all right. Because it wasn't. Look, I understand when you say, well, okay, brother, that's okay. That's okay. But it's not, <laughs> okay? Sin is sin. And uh, if you confess it, Someone says, well, it's okay, it's okay. But it's not okay. I shouldn't have done it. Okay? It's not okay. I appreciate your kindness in saying it's okay, Brother Pat. <laughs> I do. But it's not okay. Still wrong. Still wrong. And so that's envy showing up, first with Leah and Rachel, because of social status, and then Joseph and 11 brothers, because of favor in the family and favor from God. And uh, we're going to save Korah in Numbers chapter 16 till next Lord's Day because I want to open up some things about Korah that I don't have time to do now. But any questions on what I'm covering right now at this point? All right, well, amen. Well, let's take a break. This morning I'm going to stop on time.